Welcome to Purple Crayon. I'm Sarah Young Wang. I'm a career coach, but really just a human being on the path to living my most authentic life. I'm sharing my journey, lessons and pointers I've learned, and what I see as a coach. And my hope is that it inspires you to make inner shifts toward your own freedom, for you to discover and love the fuck out of your own uniqueness. Yes, there will be swearing. Thank you for joining me. Now, on with the show. Hi, everyone. So, today I want to talk about, essentially, caring about what other people are thinking about you and your career or career change. Perhaps if you're in a job and thinking about potentially making a change, uh, there's a lot of mental chatter about what other people might think. And it can be so overwhelming that you, you may even not even want to think about changing your career because it would be too scary to have other people perhaps judge you, project onto you, make up stories about, you know, your life, your choices. Uh, and some people who come to me, you know, they're struggling with that even after they've chosen to leave their job and they don't yet know what they're going to do next. And they're afraid of, of what other people are thinking about the space that they're in and what they're doing. And ultimately, um, it comes down to feeling like I need to be understood, like I wish that I was understood by other people. And I have a lot of empathy for this. You know, I definitely was in this situation where, um, you know, I had built out a life that was, I was surrounded by people with a certain mentality and, um, or that my projection was that they all had a certain mentality because I like to be clear that we can never really know for sure what others are thinking. But I had built out this life and had this particular group of people around me and felt that we all saw things similarly. And so I felt that I understood how they might think about my choice to leave. And I felt that it would probably would not be viewed favorably. There'd be questioning of, you know, what happened? What happened to Sarah? She had so much potential. What, why is she leaving? This is a good job, blah, blah, blah. Or, um, you know, even if I found something else that I enjoyed doing and, you know, that I explained, you know, I, I want to do this because it brings me joy that there would be still judgments that, you know, oh, well, I'm, I'm not doing something as prestigious as, uh, as what I was doing before or what, what they may be doing. Um, and so a lot of fear around, like, I'm not going to be understood. And I would never tell someone, oh, just don't care what other people think because we're like, we're hardwired to care. We are social beings. We are wired to, um, try and be, uh, to conform to the tribe for survival. And the thing is, is that, um, we, we create our own little tribes in our lives. You know, if we end up working in a particular place and we've built out a life, um, you know, a 
with particular peer groups, like that's the tribe. And, and I get that you feel like maybe that's the whole world and who else you, maybe you don't have other people in your life that could support you or understand or get what you're, you're trying to do by leaving or, or initiating a change. And I think for some of my clients, I may be that person who can say, I get it, and, and it's okay, you can change. Um, but ultimately, it's, it's, it's not going to be like a overnight, I don't care what people think. It's going to be a slow, gradual coming to terms with the fact that it's too painful for you to abandon yourself to prevent being abandoned by others. That's what we do when we stay in situations that are out of alignment and actually cause us suffering because of our fear of what other people are thinking. We're abandoning ourselves so that other people don't abandon us. And you're kind of living your life for, um, for adherence to that, what you perceive to be like the, the need to, to join this group, to be part of this group. And I get that it's, it's, it's a very painful thing to go through to feel uh, that you're not going to be understood. And I like to, you know, talk, talk to people about, well, let's examine this. I get that you want to be understood. And the reality is that there likely are many people, even in that peer group, that you're thinking is going to judge you that will understand you. These are human beings at the end of the day. We, we create stories that they're not going to understand, but oftentimes they really actually do and maybe even are experiencing something similar to what you're experiencing or asking questions in the same way that you're asking questions about your life and what you really want to be spending it doing. So hold out that you never really know, right? Don't, don't assume that you absolutely know for certain what others are thinking. I know when I left my, my job, a couple of my jobs, people would come out of the woodwork afterwards and then open up to me and share that, oh, they actually, you know, didn't enjoy the work or were struggling in a similar way. And on, on the job, I never would have necessarily seen that. Or, you know, everyone can hold their cards quite close to themselves. And then I suppose by the fact that I left, I became a safe person for them to also confide in. Um, and so the other thing is, so you don't really know what other people are thinking. They may be struggling in a similar way. But that even aside, you know, I, I think you need to look closely at this belief that I need to be understood by other people and it's ultimately I need to be understood by other people to be safe and and is that actually true is it actually true that I need these people that you're referring to in your mind to understand me in order to be safe because that's what the narrative is in your head right that's what's creating the fear and if you get still, I mean, I can see for myself, this is not a true narrative. 
that it is totally okay for those people to not understand, to project stories, to think whatever, think I'm a failure, think that I can't hack it, think that I've, you know, lost it, or that I, you know, am never going to find my way, or that I'm not reaching my potential, I will never be extraordinary, I, um, whatever they might be thinking about me, it's entirely safe for them to be thinking all of that about me, and for me to be here in the world, as I am, and making the choices that I want to make for me. That actually, that, that world exists, where those people are thinking whatever they're thinking, and you're okay. And it's untangling you from you bending over backwards and abandoning yourself to prevent whatever you perceive their judgments might be because they're going to think whatever they're going to think but you're going to be off living your life enjoying your existence you know and you don't need to get involved in trying to get them to understand if other people that you're concerned about not understanding you um, if you try and talk to them, and you know, sometimes people might even confide in their friends around a career change, and then they'll come to me and say, you know, well, they, they, they pointed out this, and they pointed out this, and, and yeah, those people are pointing out like fear-based narratives, and they're just regurgitating back cultural conditioning about work that they too are unaware that they have, and they think that they're they have your best interests at heart by trying to point these things out to you, but they're not in clarity themselves about reality and are moving from a lot of fear potentially and, you know, um, lack of alignment in their own life possibly. And for them to be throwing these things at you as legitimate things to be concerned about, you need to just take a pause and, and look and go, okay, can I see the context in which they're telling me this? And is there any reality to it for me? Do I really want to listen to that? And, you know, it's possible that people before I left, you know, and I even had a former employer <laughs> before I, I left my job tell me, oh, like, uh, you, you will never find another job. You are so terrible at this job blah, blah, blah. I mean, because I was, it was a bad fit. It was, it was a political shit show, you know, many, many contextual factors resulting in, um, him saying that, um, let alone just him on his self being triggered and, um, acting unprofessionally. But, you know, it's, it's not for me to take on. And, you know, I could have picked that up and been like, oh, yeah, right, like I shouldn't leave this job because I really need it on my resume and, and I should stick it out for at least, you know, two years or, you know, I should really use this opportunity as a stepping stone or I, you know, I'll probably not get another as good a job or what have you. Like those are things that you, you people could throw at you all day long and you want to go, okay, but like, do I really want to listen to that? This is my life. Is that actually true? You know, perhaps in... in broad strokes 
in general, maybe some of these pointers could be considered, but it's like, do I actually want to internalize that? And am I willing to continue to abandon what's true for me, which is that I need to leave or get out of this or change, or I am being called to do something else? Do you really want to abandon all that for these narratives? Ultimate, ultimately just fear. And so if you try and engage with those people and try and get them to see your way, or if you try and explain that, you know, I'm really, I know that this job looks really good on paper and could set me up for a good career or what have you, or if I just stick it out, like I could retire, blah, blah, blah. If you try and engage with them and they're also moving from similar fears or pain or conditioning, you're not going to get them to understand you necessarily. You're going to be engaging with their pain and their own struggles. And it's also your pain, your belief that you need them to understand you is engaging with their pain. And this is not a conversation from clarity. This is, this is, uh, you know, to use Eckhart Tolle's word of pain body, which is a, a belief system that is not rooted in reality. Um, it's pain body on pain body. And when that's what's happening in a conversation, there's no clarity and, and it's just total insanity. So these people don't need to be engaged with. And the more you try and engage with them and try and get them to understand it's just going to be more painful for you because you're going to be feeling, oh, I'm not understood. I'm never going to be understood. It's much better if you see the truth that you're safe to be not understood by these people. Totally safe, you know? And, and know that there actually is a world of other people, other individuals who do understand you, who will understand you. And, and, at the beginning, when you're just trying to make a transition from perhaps a, a group of people that you perceive to be judgmental of your choices, you may not have very many people in your world or in your orbit that do get it. And it could be a slow process of beginning to locate where are the people that are, you know, quote unquote, my people, the people that will understand and support and and have these same values of freedom and authenticity and honoring what's true. And, you know, I could be one of those people. You don't even need to know them in person necessarily, although it's lovely to be in community with people in real life. But just having in your mind reference points for others who do support you. On my journey, when I first came across a book by Martha Beck, she became, you know, a person like that for me. Like, I don't know really many other people in my world who get me, but this woman in this book understands. And, and that was very comforting and gave me a lot of strength to be able to take steps that were self-honoring. I, I want to also point out that when you're trying to be understood this belief is that I need others to understand me but the truth is that you don't really need them like I said before but also because you just need you you understand you you 
are there for you. You're looking around for someone else to validate your choices, to say, you make sense, I hear you, and you can be that person for you. We don't actually need anyone else in the world to validate what's true for you. In fact, they actually can't because they are not in your system. They are not in your particular body having your particular experience. And you don't need others to say that you have permission to feel however you feel or want whatever you want. It's you listening to you. And you know, in my coaching, I often talk about, you know, some like inner child that's inside, or you don't even have to conceptualize it as an inner child. You could also just think of it as like a part of you. There's a part of you that's wanting to be understood. And there's also a part of you that can witness that. And that's what I'm referring to when I talk about awareness. There's a part of you that is just simply witnessing all that's arising in your experience and witnessing the thoughts, witnessing the sensations, witnessing this this little one inside that wants to be understood. And that awareness can say, hey, I've got you. I understand. I understand. You are completely valid in how you feel, sweetie. And I'm here for you. You know, often when we're feeling, um, you know, like we want a hug or we want uh, other people to comfort us, you know, and it is wonderful. We, like I said before, we are social beings, and we, it's great that we can have other people to to talk to. Absolutely, but you also have a capacity in you, and this is something that I've learned and developed in myself over time through working with my teacher, Karen Trace, is being able to meet yourself and be your own source of approval and acceptance and a warm welcoming of everything that you're experiencing. Like you can actually hug yourself. Awareness can hug these parts of you that are out there searching for others to accept you and and you actually can be your own you know welcoming committee and your own um, comfort through this where you just know you need to perhaps leave this job or perhaps you've already left your job and you know what's true for you I remember leaving my management consulting job and I I really had that feeling of resolve where I was like I I don't know what other people are going to think of me but at this point I don't even care I know that this in my bones is what I need to do for me and I'm going to listen to me first for perhaps the first time in my whole life, I'm going to value what I know to be true for me over all of this mental chatter of what other people might be thinking or what I should be doing or my fear of the judgment of others. And, and it was a real sort of 
step towards me, step away from moving in self-abandonment all the time, and a step towards listening deeply to me. And, and like I said, you will find people over time, be it perhaps other people in your peer group, may be inspired by your moves to honor yourself. You know, ultimately, when we're self-abandoning, we know, we can see, we're, we're uncomfortable, it, it does not feel fulfilling, it's, it's painful. And when we see someone else step out and choose to honor themselves, that is a really wonderful, inspiring thing to see. And perhaps you, perhaps you might not know that they're inspired by you. You know, I just recently received a message from someone from my grad school, like almost a decade after, saying that they admire all the things that I've done, even though, you know, I... I perceive that he's still on a very, you know, straight and narrow path that was, um, you know, a expected trajectory for one to take from grad school. And perhaps I would have felt like, oh, like he wouldn't understand me at all. He just executed that master's program and then did what it was supposed to do and got the job and is, you know, doing it. And I've taken this step and that step and all kinds of different steps in different directions. And it's not, I would not have ever expected him to come out and say this to me. So just know that some of those people that you're concerned about judging you will probably understand. And that there are, there is a whole world of people with other values and reference points. And, you know, during the pandemic, I think that this has really come to light. You know, everyone's shifting values about what really matters, and it's a beautiful thing but you may still be immersed in, in groups of people that, that haven't found um, that, you know, either maybe they are a good fit for what they're doing and you are not, um, or these other people haven't found the courage yet to, to look at why they're doing what they're doing and if it's really fulfilling for them. And that's neither here nor there because you just can listen to you. And, you know, I I get that like perhaps when you leave a job and you're in this liminal space you might not even know what to say to other people you know if you perceive that they won't understand you and you don't want to try and explain yourself to um you know to have you be in the pain of them not understanding and or feeding back you know, their own belief systems about what you're doing, or you should really be careful about this or that or whatever. Um, so what do you do? You know, you could choose that maybe these are people that I don't want to actually engage with anymore. I'm in a transition of my relationships as well. And I have shifting values. And perhaps these are not people you want to be around anymore, or engage with. Or to the extent that you do engage with them, maybe the relationship takes a different a different space right where i would perhaps with some people that i knew were very um you know professionally striving and not really waking up in the way that i was waking up 
which is not, I'm not, not judging in any way when I say waking up. It's just, you know, um, I'm not better than them uh, at all. It's just, we're just in different places. And um, for those people, I would choose, I'm going to, if I'm going to have any kind of relationship, I don't want to have a relationship where we talk about work per se, or I feel like we're going to get into any kind of conversation about this because I don't think there's any clarity for either one of us there. And I would, you know, okay, well, we're going to go to the movies or we will go out for dinner and just chat about surface level topics. And, you know, that's my, those are my friends that I do that with. Right. And that can be pleasant too. It's just not, not a deep relationship, but it's, it's one where you can, you can be selective and discerning in how you engage with these people if, if this is not an area that you're going to see eye to eye on. Um, and in terms of finding community with other people, you know, it, it could be that maybe, maybe you have a couple friends you can really open up to, and it could be scary it could be scary to actually share what's going on inside. Um, I know that when I initially began to open up, even to some of my closest friends, I felt uh, there was a lot of fear moving. There was a lot of, oh my goodness, what if, what if they don't get this? Or, or what if they don't want to be my friend anymore? Or... Um, I know this sounds like maybe silly, but at the time it can feel quite intense because your whole identity is shifting and you're not even clear, you know, you can feel like you don't even know who you are anymore without this job and, and who even are you, you know, at a cocktail party. That's like a euphemism for just, you know, when you engage in the world, in the public corridors and people say, you know, what is it that you do or what have you, you might not even know what to say, you know, and, and a lot of your friendships, you know, might be built off of, uh, you partly holding a particular professional corporate or, um, you know, work identity. And, and it may be a new era for some of your, your friendships to, to take shape in where you're not, anything that they can label per se, you know, um, we are not our labels. We are not ever our labels, but when you, uh, lose one, you know, lose the title, the job title, or lose, you know, your occupation, you know, it's, um, it's even more so just you're showing up as, as Jessica, as John, as Sarah, you know, and, and in fact, you know, to take one step deeper, when I'm coaching people, I'm not even showing up just as Sarah. I'm just showing up as awareness, right? There's just this, this presence here that's witnessing the movements in, in me and is listening to you as you're talking and helping you notice the movements in you. And we move through the world with these identities and labels, right? But I think, as I said on an earlier episode, you can hold them quite loosely, right? That's the reality. If we, if we want to move through the world in that way, it's quite freeing. 
but when you're first exploring this, it's very disorienting to take a step back out of your career, out of that label, out of that identity and go, oh, who am I? And how do I even present myself or engage in relationships, right? And, um, And the caring what other people will think is is not something that I would ever tell someone to, you know, just stop immediately, just get over it, you know. That's that's not how we change. That's not how it works, right? It would be it would be lovely if we could all just wake up to the things that we are thinking that aren't serving us or our beliefs that aren't true and just let them go and you know, the actually the world if we all just did that, the world would be great, right? But that's not, that's not how it works because there's still those parts of us that really do care and really are clinging to the fear and, and what, what if I'm not accepted and ultimately not loved. And so it's a, it's a continuous process of every time you have that fear come up, reminding yourself of what's true, which could be, you know, I don't need to be understood. I'm safe. I'm safe to be not understood by these people. And there are people that will understand and that I understand me. I, like, that's all I need is I understand me and I can listen to me. And, and there may be, you know, if I'm not understood, there's multiple layers that can be underneath that, right? Maybe I'm not good enough, like I've been talking about before. I'm not worthy, right? Not lovable. I have nothing to show. That's a big one for people who feel they're going to be judged. I, I don't have anything to show. I don't have like the big title or job or anything to hide behind. I'm exposed. And and in those moments, we want to say, don't don't push it away and be like, oh, that's silly. It's It's hi, sweetheart. I know you're scared. I know that you're feeling, you know, that you don't have anything to show. But you, the truth, the truth is that you are lovable and worthy without anything. You don't ever have to perform or have anything to show to be worthy of love, to be accepted, to be, to justify your existence. You just get to be here. I sometimes have people say, well, I don't really care what other people think. I, I, I really, you know, more so just feel for myself inside that I need to do X, Y, Z. I need to be successful. I need to reach a certain level of, of performance, you know, um, or else I have failed. And that's, that's a really just internalization of the judgment right and the same the same applies where it's i what is actually true is i am worthy regardless of this performance i don't need to have a label i don't need to have any anything external to me um, be any particular way no circumstance can dictate my worth right it's a, it's inherent and again, it's not for you to, to simply um, hear and then 
automatically feel differently or move through the world differently. It's a slow process of beginning to remind yourself of that every time you notice this pain come up or this need to perform, which which will demand a self-abandonment because it's not coming from clarity. It's not coming from truth. It's coming from, from a painful belief. And I... I think it becomes a very slow healing process over time. That's been my experience. And when I've spoken to people, it's been true for them that you begin to care less and less what other people think in part because you begin to absorb these truths. You begin to move from them instead of the self-abandonment and instead of the painful belief you remind yourself oh this is what true what's true and therefore i'm going to take a small step to honor myself and and over time you become so um rooted in your own experience of of fulfillment of joy of i mean just um experiencing a much happier existence when you're listening to you when you're honoring yourself that there's all of that chatter of what would someone think becomes utterly uninteresting background noise you know sometimes I still have it here and there um but it's like there's no way I'm going to go back to self-abandonment to perform for this person in front of me who perhaps I'm projecting onto them, you know, because who really knows for sure, but in this moment, I'm assuming they're judging me for X, Y, Z, right? But there's no way I'm actually going to change who I am or, or even entertain any of these thoughts because I know how much better life is now that I'm listening to me and doing something that I actually enjoy. It took me a while to come to terms with putting myself out there as a coach. I struggled with the idea that others would judge me for it. And it's kind of like a, um, you know, it's, it's an unregulated industry. So there are a lot of people out there doing great work and other people, I, who knows what they're doing. And, you know, compared to a, you know, a well-known, respected profession, and I'm not saying coaching isn't a respected profession, but, you know, back when I was first starting, this was, you know, going through my mind, like, what would people think of me doing this? And I had to get to that point where it was like, this is what's alive and true for me to do. And I am going to follow it. And, you know, for the first time, I'm going to do that over all of these scripts for my life or the, the narrow list of approved options based on societal, you know, parental or my own internalized expectations of what I'm going to do. And so my point being you become a happier person simply when you begin to start honoring yourself and it roots you. You become rooted in you and in knowing that, that it's safe to be not understood. 
and it's safe to listen to you and that there are many people who actually do support you and you see that over time. Um, I know this is a very big topic and I will probably touch on it in other episodes as well, you know, caring what other people think. It does really, or caring what you think, you know, (laughs) Um, your internalized judgment. And it is um, something that comes up so often as a struggle of that might stop one from looking at at what they truly want to do and if they would want to um, change their career you know because we become so honed in to our identity and really latch on and and onto this peer group that we feel like you need for survival and you know I'm just trying to open a door and share that both it's both safe to unravel that identity and create a new one because again they're just to be held lightly you at your essence are none of these labels but this beautiful being that's witnessing your experience and that is completely unique and has unique wants and desires that you can listen to if you choose and and that there are Um, there are people who will understand but besides that you can understand you and I will leave it there if you have any comments or like specific questions about this or your own experience or you know I would love to hear from you regarding you know what what your journey has been or what maybe your particular fears are around caring what other people think um it's it's a it's a nuanced um thing and I I it took me a long time to get my my bearings around I would say even just this year you know it's been uh I don't know maybe seven years since I um I left my last last corporate job, you know, left the last thing where I, my pain would say I had something to show and something to hide behind. And um, I think it was just this year, you know, um, a lot of my friends from grad school and I, we, we get on a, a Zoom maybe at Christmas once a year. And in the past I was, oh my gosh, cringe. What do I say? And I was wanting to hide and always uncomfortable and fearful of their projections and I'm never really certain what they what the heck they thought of me at all and it was just this year that I noticed a shift that you know enough healing has occurred to the point where I could get on that call and breathe and be myself and I wasn't entertained by thoughts of what they were thinking at all and I was just enjoying their company which is a possibility for you too with a lot of these people that perhaps perhaps they're not the judgmental people you're thinking they are and perhaps you could just enjoy their company just something to reflect on but I just thought it was cool and it was had taken me you know seven years to get to that point so change happens slowly 
for many people. Maybe it'll be faster for you, but that's okay too. It's just to be aware of all of these, these thoughts and to not allow those thoughts of what will other people think stop you from caring more about you honoring you and you understanding you and you doing what you need to do to enjoy your existence. I will leave you there. Thank you again for listening. And um, if you want to reach out to me um, to share thoughts about this topic, my email is syoungwang.com. Sorry, my email is sarah at syoungwang.com. My website is syoungwang.com. And if you are enjoying this podcast because it is new, I would love a review or um, if you could rate it on iTunes, that would be wonderful. Um, That does help it reach more people. And again, I really appreciate you listening and we will tune in next time for whatever topic seems to be alive in me on that day. This has been a really cool adventure for me to start um, speaking to you all and um, we will just, as you can probably tell from my talking, I am shooting from the cuff when I pick a topic and um, I want to practice that as a, um, as part of my own learning of listening to the moment and listening to what's alive and true for me to share and finding joy in what I'm doing uh, without needing to perform or have a script or monitor um, or get caught up in, um, you know, having this be produced in any kind of way that is um, perhaps going to be effort for me to do. So I'm flowing in my joy in expressing these things to you. And I would love to hear from you if you are enjoying what I'm sharing. All right. Have a wonderful rest of your day and we'll talk to you again soon. Thank you.